welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. into the home, comes into the house, amen, that anything can happen, whatever we need, whatever that might be, can be ministered to, touched, amen, we say it often, but it's true, he is as close as the mention of his name, amen, and there's nothing greater than power of God. Praise God. The name of Jesus. At that name, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. Praise God. Amen. We'll either bow now or we'll bow sometime down the road. I would rather do it now and be in the good graces of God than wait to that moment when I do it and nothing will matter, will happen, no change will come to place, come about, amen. But the Lord is present in this place tonight, and uh, I tell you, turn to your neighbor and say, anything can happen, God can minister you this evening, if you choose to allow Him to, He will or He won't, depending upon us. I just happen to believe that we have a group of people, according to the worship that has transpired in this place tonight, to desire a move of God. We have with us tonight another minister in the church. A lot of you know them, but you don't know of them. Last night we had Spanish service, and uh, I'm about ready to turn Sister Mary Faye loose. Sister Mary I'm in, I'm embarrassing her right now, but uh, because of my age, I can't remember who said this. Maybe you can remind me, but they said something to the effect, I think there's two preachers in that household. Brother Bobby did a great job last night. And uh, Sister Mary Faye led the service. And thank, thank the Lord for Sister Amanda and Brother Milam as they led worship. Amen. And uh, thank you for those that came and participated in that. Thank you for, if I start naming names, Sister Howard, I'll get lost. But uh, those that fixed the pulled pork and, and all the desserts and, 
and uh, uh, coleslaw and the baked beans. Anybody hungry now? Thank you. It means so much to Brother Sister Gardner that we participate in that so that they can give their undivided attention to the service. And uh, we're growing it, folks. We're growing it. God. I had a uh, Friday night, I preached a four-year anniversary for one of our Spanish churches. And uh, if we keep going the way we're going, four years, we're going to be doing pretty good if the Lord tarries. So invite your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. Amen. If you need information, we will give that to you. God will touch. Amen. Pray that God will touch the hearts of whoever you give that to. Praise God. We're excited about it. Psalms, the 33rd chapter, if you will, this evening, Psalm 33. The songs that were sung tonight kind of correlate right with what I'm going to speak tonight. Uh, We did not... uh, talk about this before the service which is always I like to hear songs that are sung that can kind of give you a little confirmation about what you're going to speak about it doesn't have to be that way but it just kind of fits the narrative of what we're going to preach about so Psalm 33 and I'm going to begin reading if you'll follow along with me in verse 16 this is a praise uh, to the Lord for his creation in verse 16 it begins there is no king Saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse. Everybody say a horse. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a horse? A horse is a vain thing or a translation uses the words false hope. The horse is a false hope for Safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our, everybody say, he is our help. He is our help and he is our shield. For our heart will rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Lord God, we thank you once again for your presence that's in this place tonight. We honor you. We give you glory. And we know, amen, at this part of the service as we open up our ears and our hearts to receive your word that you're going to do a work in our lives and help us along the way. So minister to us tonight, I pray, in Jesus' wonderful name. And let everybody say amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, when you look at this scripture, the outline of this hymn of praise is unmistakable. The call to praise in verses 1 through 3 and also the the cause for praise. The call to praise and the cause to praise. Amen. Sometimes we may not feel like praising Him when we are called to praise, but we praise Him because of what He's done in our lives. Somebody say, praise the Lord. 
Amen. So when you get to the conclusion, you, you find the call is directed toward the righteous for whom praise to God is fitting. The cause for praise is twofold. The Lord, why, is dependable both in word and in work. Shout that word dependable. Amen. Dependable. The Lord is just and he is loyal. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. He's just and is loyal in dealing with you and I, his children. Amen. I don't want to take that for granted. I, 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 want, God, I want God to understand that, that I have my highs and I have my lows, but I know that he is dependable. He is loyal. He is just. Amen. I can depend on him. No matter what I'm facing, I can depend. When I call on his name, when I mention his name, I know he's going to respond. If you believe that tonight, clap your hands. So here in our scripture, we read about a horse. A horse is a vain false hope, a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his strength. Now, Psalm 33 helps to establish the fact that the Lord is righteous, he is just, he is loyal, and he loves us. And the psalmist declares how that God sees all people from his exalted position in the heavens which is his dwelling place. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Dwelling place for whom he meets out and listens to our prayers, our thoughts. He sees our motives. And God does not save those who, are, who only trust in themselves. God only saves those who look to him you see, in the Old Testament times, ownership of horses were thought as a sign of strength. And the more horses a person had, the more wealth and the more status that they had. In fact, Solomon owned hundreds of horses. Horses were common in battle as well as being widely used for transportation. Amen. Understand this, that, that, that the horse meant something back in that day and time. For when on the battlefield, as they were going to meet man on man and try to win a war or win a battle, when they would hear the horses or hear the neigh of the horses, amen, it would strike fear in their heart because they now knew that the battle changed drastically. Amen. And so we see, uh, amen, that the horses uh, were uh, a very powerful thing uh, in that day and time. The bottom line is this, uh, that the horse ownership was a sign of affluence. It had its pros and its cons. The pros rested in the natural advantages of ease of transportation and greater chances, as I said, of victory in a battle. Amen. That it gave uh, the warriors and the people. 
The cons were that the more a person was surrounded by the natural, the less chance there was that that person would feel their need to trust in God. Amen. Isn't this what it's like today? Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say amen. I told him before service, I did a little research, quick research, amen, this afternoon about a part of the world that used to be very steeped in Christianity and religion. And now it's staggering to hear the numbers of people, amen, that believe in other things besides Christianity. I'll just leave it at that. Amen. I was dumbfounded to believe how far they have come over the years and the centuries. Amen. But then in my own mind, I begin to think about our great country and how that only 250 years that we have been in existence and how far we have fallen in such a short amount of time. I'm here to tell you, the reason is man has started believing in themselves. They're starting to believe in what they're surrounded by. They're starting to believe, amen, that they are the ones in control and that God has no say in their lives. Amen. But I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, that when you begin to believe and have faith in the strength of man, you're going to come to realize pretty quick, amen, that man will fail you, amen, but your God, amen, will never fail you. Come on, somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah tonight. Ask yourself the question, why aren't America's church full of people worshiping, praising God anymore? What, what, what is holding people back from a complete commitment to, to uh, uh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Uh, amen today. Many people aren't really out uh, doing necessarily evil things, uh, but rather their lives uh, are just all tangled up uh, in the webs uh, of distraction. Uh, amen. So many things going on in their life. Uh, amen. That they got to pick and choose uh, what are the important things uh, in their lives nowadays. Uh, amen. I'm here to tell you. Amen. That we need to make sure that our relationship with God is sure and steadfast and the number one place in our lives. Because if we lose that, we have entrusted ourselves into the things of the world and no longer believe in the things of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Do we trust, uh, if I might say, uh, amen, in the name of the horses uh, or are we going to trust uh, in the name uh, of the Lord? There is none other name under heaven uh, given among men whereby we must be saved. Uh, there is no other name, uh, amen, that can change your life. Uh, it's the name of Jesus. Let's look at what Scripture says tonight. I'm going to go back over to the 20th chapter, if I might, to the 20th chapter of the book of Psalms. When you read chapter 20 and 21, they go together. 
Amen. The first is a psalm of intercession by the people on the behalf of the king before battle. The second is a psalm of thanksgiving. Everybody say hallelujah. A thanksgiving for the victory that had been achieved. Hey, listen, don't sell it short. Amen. Just stopping for a moment during the course of a day and begin to praise God and thank Him for what He has done in your life. Come on, have your own song of thanksgiving. Have your own song of thanksgiving throughout the course of the day. Brother Howard, it makes a difference. Amen. Everything goes better, they say, with Coke. Amen. I'm not a, I used to be a Coke drinker. I'm not no more. But I'm going to tell you something for sure right now. Everything does go better when you call on the name of the Lord. Because even if you're facing a tough battle and you've got a lot of distractions in your life and you recognize that and begin to call on the name of the Lord, amen, he's going to give you assurance. He's going to give you hope. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you direction. So it says here, he declared in Psalm 20, 6 and 7, Now I know that the Lord saith his anointed. He will hear. He will answer him from his holy heaven. With the saving strength of his right hand, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. He hears and he answers from his holy heaven. The Hebrew says, the heaven of his holiness. Woo. The Holy Ghost is in this place tonight. That's why when you talk to him, you got to realize your words are going all the way to the throne room. Amen. And they enter that throne room. There's no angels or anybody else. Amen. That's trying to distract him. Amen. You pray in his name. He hears you. His ear. He perks up. Amen. They need something right now. And that's all that matters to him is when people will open their hearts and their lives. And remember, it's not the world that gives it to you. It's the King of Kings that gives it to you. And what he gives you, the world can never take away let me read seven again some some trust in chariots some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God amen what what is so powerful in a name Isaiah 9 6 that said you're going to call his name wonderful he's going to be the counselor He's going to be the mighty, mighty God, everlasting Father. He's going to be the Prince of Peace. Amen. But listen, he is going to be wonderful. A name means something. A name used to mean when you talk to the Israelites, uh, the Hebrews, uh, and even in our country, uh, when you talk uh, about the Indians, uh, amen, or you talk about other, other, other cultures and other people, when they named you, uh, it meant something. Today, I don't know if they do that anymore, but it meant something. My name is Daniel. It's talking about being a judge. Now, I'm not a judge, but it meant something. You name your kids, it means something. 
We named our son Jared. J-E-R-E-D. It's in the Bible. Right? Amen. You, 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 it means something. When you got, got your name, you probably had something on your mind. Now, some people today buy a book and they look through the book and say, oh, this sounds good. But it used to mean, it used to mean something back in that daytime. It was a very common uh, thing to name your child, uh, amen, with a name, uh, amen, that, that, that would uh, uh, let people know something about that individual. It declared, this is something, nicknames. How many's got a nickname? Y'all ain't telling the truth. Hey, Brother Woody, he raised his hand back here. It's Woody. Amen. That's what I know him by. That's what I call him too, Brother Woody. Amen. What is your nickname? Brother Bobby, did you ever have a nickname? What was it? Bobby G. My, my nickname for many years growing up was Tucker. Where they pulled that from, I have no idea. Or Heidi. So if they said, I'm, you know, Heidi's coming, they, they might have thought it was a girl coming. But no, I'm a guy. I'll stay off of that right now. <laughs> Nicknames often give men Amen. Whether it's, whether it's in, in, in a particular part of work, whether it's military, Brother Howard, you that served in the military, you probably knew. A lot of people had a nickname. A nickname. Amen. And, 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 and so many different professors they would have. But those nicknames usually indicated some particular trait or character about that individual. All of our family names today, amen, had their own origin in something that meant something. Understand this. There are 256 names given in the Bible for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet all of those names culminate in the name of Jesus. Hey, listen, amen, what name are we baptized in? Oh, say it real loud. Jesus. Oh, louder than that. Jesus. How many believe in that name? Yeah. We're baptized in his name. There's salvation in his name. It's in that name that we call on when we're sick and we ask for a touch, a healing touch in our lives. It's that name that we pray and petition Him for our needs and for the needs of others. It's in that name that we rejoice and magnify Him and worship Him and praise Him and sing about Him. It's in that name in which we speak and carry on our daily activities and business. Prophecy, amen, said in Isaiah 9, 6, his name shall be called Wonderful. That was given 800 years before Jesus was even born. Come on, folks. There is no other name. Amen. World can throw things at you. Amen. But they've got a limit to what they can do in your lives. Medical science is great, but they are limited even in their knowledge. And there's so much, only so much that they can do. And some of you and people, maybe somebody you know, have heard the words from that physician as he tells them that there's probably nothing else that we 
but we know a God. I can say Dr. So-and-so, and I know they're limited. But when I say Jesus, I know, amen, that there is an unlimited potential of power. Amen. Amen. That comes forth from him. That can touch my need. Answer my, my, my petition. Let me know that he is there. Let me know. Amen. That, that he is all, he's fighting my battle for me. Do you believe that tonight? So, so Brother Tyler, does the name fit him? Is it the right name for him? The answer to that question will reveal what we are trusting in. Because as we know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if our eyes are fixed on the things of the world, then we won't see the past, the beauty of this world. If all we see is this world, we will never see the beauty beauty of Jesus Christ. If all we see is the distractions of this world, we'll never see the holiness of Jesus Christ. Amen. If all we're doing is trusting in the world, all you're going to see is failure after failure. But if you will trust in Him, amen, He's the one, the strong arm of the Lord that can move in your situation and move in your problem and move in your marriage and move at your work and move at your school. When our eyes are fixed upon the master, that's when we realize that the blessings of this life, as beautiful as they may be, are only temporal. (laughs) Short. You might see them for 70, 80 years, maybe 90 if you're lucky. But it's only a drop It's only a particle of sand in the space of time. Hear me when I tell you tonight. There is a God. No matter how hard the world comes at you, there is a God. And tonight we must choose to trust in the eternal name of Jesus Christ. Because with that name comes all the power of heaven. All power was given unto him. And when you call on that name, amen, you can realize the power of God. It can be manifest in your life. That's why I say to you right now, there ought not be one pew empty in this church. Amen. There ought not be one classroom that's not filled, amen, with students down there being taught the wonderful word of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's how much we need to believe in this. We need to believe in it so much that we are not satisfied with the status quo, amen, of empty seats. We need to be, we need to have a vision, amen, that we need to fill this building up and another building like it. And our youth group needs to be challenged and built in our Sunday school department. None of us need to sit on the sidelines and say, well, I've got too much to do. That's a dangerous place to be in. Amen. We need to be on fire. It's that kind of power that men are still searching for today. And he's here tonight, ready to meet you at that point of your need. Come on. Amen. You know what? If you're you're desperate, you'll go to the next level. 
if you're, if you're desperate, you'll go to the next level. When everything's fine, you're all right. But when your body gets stricken with an illness, amen, it seems like you kind of pray a little bit more and you start talking to God. Amen. I'm not trying to be a, 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 a pulpit bully here tonight. I'm just trying to tell you we need to expand our vision and realize what God is really capable of doing in our lives. Don't let the world beat you down. Let the Lord lift you up. So tonight we need to bring every need to that great majestic name of Jesus. Amen. We're not going to trust any longer in what this world has to offer. Right? But we are now going to place all of our trust in what he can do. Look, we ought not accept it. Brother Howard preached a great message this morning. Amen. If you didn't get that, if you didn't, if you didn't hear that message, you need to get the CD. Amen. Because he was talking about, amen, things like that. Uh, bringing yourself to that place. What was the title of your message? Lord, the Lord Reigns. The Lord reigns. Amen. And, and as he began to, begin to unfold and begin to work into that message. Amen. There was a lot of things that, 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 that he was saying that is that the truth of the word of God. Look, I'm telling you right now, if you, will believe, if you still believe that he reigns uh, and you still believe that he's all powerful and his name is above every name, then believe him. Commit to it. Commit to it. Commit. Come on. Somebody say hallelujah. Commit to it. Come on, let me bring us to an end tonight so we can come to the altar and pray. He's the only one that can free you from the bondage of this world. There's nothing else. I don't care what the addiction is. I don't care what. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be nicotine. It could be a promiscuous lifestyle. Whatever it might be, there's enough of power. There's enough power of the Lord in this place tonight. Amen. That could set you free, break the chains of bondage, and deliver you. He's the only one that can forgive you of your sins. Amen. When you repent, amen, it's not words. I'm not going to lead you in a prayer. I might pray with you, amen, but something's got to come from your heart. Amen. Something's got to come from your heart. It don't have to be all the big old words or whatever. Amen. All you got to do is come to a place to where you realize, amen, that you're a sinner. You are lost. You need a Savior. And you say, God, forgive me of my sins. And you turn 180 degrees. Because, folks, he's the only one that can forgive you. You can forgive others and we can forgive each other. Amen. But that, that, that doesn't necessarily, if I can say it this way, it might not be the correct way to say it. But that's not, that, that, to me, that's not, that doesn't have an eternal reward. Yes, it's good. It gets you right and makes things right. But if you're dealing with sin, nobody can say, I, I forgive you of your sin. No. I can't stand here and you come up and say, Pastor, would you pray, amen, and forgive me of my sins uh, so that I might be saved. No, I can't do that, amen. But I can say, if you'll pray to Jesus, uh, he's the only one that can forgive you uh, of your sins. Uh, if you call on the name of the Lord, uh, he's able to, to deliver you and free you from the bondage of sin. But there's another step. Brother Howard, when you say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. You can feel good about that. 
You feel great about it. You say, oh, man, boy, that feels good. I, 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 I repented before God. But the next step is going down in what name? In the name of Jesus. That's the only way they were baptized. Now, you had them baptized in, un, un, under repentance. Uh, John baptized them under repentance. Uh, amen. But he even said, there's another one coming after me. Amen. And when he back, look, when you go down in the name of Jesus, what's it for? The remission of your sins. Uh, so not only do you need to repent of your sins, uh, but you need to go down in water. Uh, lay, that, lay that man down. Uh, come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. There's a lot of sins that's been washed away in that baptismal tank. Do you believe that tonight? How many's glad that you've went by way of the water? You've God forgave you of your sins. Are you glad? Come on. Clap your hands and praise him for it tonight. What's that song? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that name that white as snow, no other name I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus when you go to that fount and the name is called over you and the blood of Jesus Christ covers you it covers a multitude of sins come on turn to your neighbor and say a multitude of sins come on look at them and say you're not so great a sinner that God can't forgive you He's the only one that can wash those sins away through baptism in his name. He's the only one that can fill you with his spirit. <laughs> you need the Holy Ghost tonight? I'm going to tell you what. If you haven't repented, tell God you're sorry. Say, I'm going to turn around this thing. 180 degrees, I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to go in the opposite direction of the way I'm headed. You go down that name, he's going to wash those sins away. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you need the power, and you need the power of God in you, so you need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How many has been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? There is, let me say it again. There is none other name whereby we must be saved. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus. And it's all in Him. Listen to me tonight. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. But I will promise you this. Amen. That if you call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Something can happen in your life tonight. Stand together. Something can happen in your life tonight. Something can be transformed in your life tonight. Amen. Something can be changed in your life tonight. Amen. Something can, something can come in your life tonight. Amen. That will give you a little extra added 
step in, in, in that spring in your step. Amen. The power of God is here tonight. Amen. To, to minister to us. The question is, do we believe it or not? As I stand before you this evening, I will tell you with assuredness that when the Lord decides to come back, he's going to come back. And in that day, the Bible says when the, dead, when, when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, are going to be caught up together to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with and let me appeal to you tonight if you're not sure if you're not sure then you need to make your election sure tonight if you're if you're if you're just kind of in that place of life All these problems or different things going on in your life. Tonight might be a good time just to say, you know what? I'm going to offload this to you, Jesus. Because you're the one. You are the one that's the author and the finisher of the faith. You are the one that has all power in heaven and earth. You are the one that can see far into the future things that I cannot see. You know the you you know the uh, the 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 end from the beginning. You you know everything about my life. I don't have that power. I don't have that knowledge. Amen. I can't see that, but God, you know every step that I'm going to take from 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 right now into the future. And so we need to trust and have faith in Him that He can do what we preached about tonight. So as we play and as we sing, I'm going to open these altars right now. And I, I, I challenge you, I encourage you to step out of your pew and come to this altar. Our ministry, I want you to be sensitive tonight. Amen. I want you to be able to pray with people. Amen. Just touch them with your prayers. Amen. Come on, people. We need to respond to the Word of God. We need to respond to the Word of God. Respond to the Word of God. God God's wanting to do something for, for people in this place tonight. Maybe, maybe you're okay, but there's going to be somebody here, and you might want to pray with them. You might want to just encourage them, amen, through your prayer. Do you believe that tonight? Oh, that's it. Come on. Reach out to Him. Reach out to Him. Reach out to Him. He's in the house. He's here. out to him.
Yeah.